What's up, Red Rocks Austin? I hope that week one of Re60 has been so awesome for you and that you're pumped up as we start week two today. I truly believe that doing this, this whole Re60 thing, it's going to be transformative for your life. And you may hear me say that and be like, okay, dude, I've done a Bible reading plan before. And I don't know if I'd say transformative is the right word for what it did in my life. And I'd say, yeah, if you just did a Bible reading plan and you checked some religious duty boxes for a couple days in a row, it probably didn't transform all that much. But this is about pursuing Jesus daily with our lives. And, and when you do that, you can't help but be transformed. It's just what Jesus does, transform broken lives. And we need that right now. I need that right now. I don't have to rehash 2020. We all know it's been a crazy year. But for you personally, you may have found yourself in darker moments than ever before. Depression, anxiety, apathy, fear, anger. Maybe it's your circumstances that have gotten you to this point of having to move or losing your job or seeing broken relationships continuing to get more broken. Maybe in your relationship with God right now, you're like, I'm so disconnected. I don't even know where he's at. I don't even know if he's out there. I think what's been happening a lot in our lives this year is we've been asking this question that I've asked a lot in my life. How did I get here? How did I get here? I started thinking about that question because I had lunch with my buddy Austin last week and he sort of asked me that about my whole life in general. He's like, you're a young guy, but you're a pastor and you're passionate about your faith and you moved to Austin for that. And how did you get here? How are you here? And I struggled to kind of answer his question because on paper, it really doesn't make much sense in my life. I look back on my college days. I look back years before and I used to ask that question, how did I get here? In such a different sense, in such a negative light. How did I get here to be somebody who's waking up just already covered in shame over what happened last night or the weekend before? How did I get to a place where I don't even like me? I don't really even know who I am right now. I remember a specific moment in college that uh, there was a rumor about me that a friend of mine confronted me with, and it actually wasn't true. And I told her that, and as she talked to me, I could see in her eyes that she didn't believe me. And I walked home that night asking, how did I get here? that my words carry such little weight because of my actions, that one of my own friends wouldn't believe me because of the life that I've been living. And so I, I lived in this state of, of how did I get here, but then I started to center my life around my faith. And I think that question got even harder to ask because as a Christian, I would ask, how did I get here? I'm supposed to be following Jesus, but I look nothing like him. How did I get here that I'm still falling back into the old life, the old temptations, the old ways when, when I'm supposed to be living a new life? How did I get here? And you may have been asking yourself that question a lot in your life, a lot this year. And there was this, this turning point for me of asking that question in a, in a different way. And now I've got to say that I didn't like get cleaned up and fixed up and now it's just all amazing and my life's all perfect. I've asked that question this year. How did I get here? How am I so angry right now? Or how am I so selfish as a husband or as a dad or as a friend? Or how can I feel disconnected from God when I'm a pastor? I'm supposed to have this figured out, right? How did I get here? But the tone of that started to change when the pursuit of my life started to change, when I actually started to pursue Jesus and not checking boxes. I remember this, this semester in college, my last semester of college, I was so fed up with that question, always haunting me. How did I get here? How is this who I am? It can feel like a blur, like obviously I could trace back and say, well, my decisions, they got me here. And we can always look at the things we've done to get us to a place, but it also sometimes feels like, how did all this happen? Like a couple bad days, a couple bad seasons, and all of a sudden I look in the mirror and I don't even recognize myself. I don't see myself as who I thought I was or somebody that God would want anything to do with. And I got so fed up with living that way. So I said, you know what? 
I'm gonna pursue Jesus every day, regardless of my circumstance, regardless of my feelings, I'm gonna just pursue him. So if I wake up and I'm on a spiritual high, I'm gonna ride that wave and I'm gonna go after him. And if I wake up hungover and feeling ashamed about whatever's going on in my life, I'm gonna get back on my feet and I'm gonna pursue him anyway. And it, it's funny, but I have this, this little iPod Touch. You may remember these. I don't even know if I could get this thing to turn on now. But I had just gotten this, and there were these things back then that I had just learned about called apps. And I realized I could get the Bible on this, and I could upload some worship music. I didn't even know if I liked worship music, but I could get it all on here so that when I walked on campus, I would have this, this outlet that I could pursue Jesus wherever I went. So I'd walk to campus, I'd walk to class, and I'd read my Bible plan. I'd listen to worship just like we're doing right now. And there were days, no doubt, that I just did it to do it because I had committed to doing it. And there were some days where I was like, ooh, I don't know if I should open up the Word of God today because it might light me on fire after everything I'm doing. But I just kept after it. And most days, it was my lifeline. There were days where it felt like this is all I have that's keeping me going. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read today. And the cool thing was I was reading the Gospels just like we are right now. And I love the Gospels because it's where we get to the good stuff. We get Jesus, we get him on our turf and see him always walking up to all these people who I think were asking, how did I get here? How is this what my life looks like? Feeling like nobody would want anything to do with them and Jesus comes up, the savior of the world, the Messiah, and he says, hey, come with me. Hey, nobody else is looking at you, but I am. I've got a life for you far beyond this question. It's gonna change the way that you ask that question. And I started tracking with the disciples because they've always reminded me of myself. Not the first person you'd pick to be in ministry with you, not the brightest, but with this, this desire to truly live. And I saw that in them. And even in their lowest moments, that they kept on going after Jesus. And so we get to the point where Jesus says, hey, there's all these things that might disqualify you from being my people and I'll pay for that. And you'll read about that this week. He goes and he pays for everything that should disqualify us from being his people. And so the disciples in their, in their lowest moment he comes up to them. He walks out of a tomb and he says, hey, do you guys want to keep going? Do you want to pursue me every day with your life? Because I've taken care of all of that. I paid for all of that. And what I have for you is eternal life to start living today. And they said, yes. And I watched that story and I thought, well, it worked for them. That group of imperfect guys, they changed the course of human history. And I want to be a part of something like that. It looks like they became so fully alive because they chose a life of danger with Jesus over a life of being comfortable without him. And so I want that. And so I started to pursue him. And, and it started with my iPod touch and reading my Bible plan and worship, but it, it manifested into all the different areas of my life. I started to see, I've got this group of people around me now that are pushing me towards my faith. How did I get here that I have friends who care about me and want the best for me in my relationship with God? How did I get here that I'm seeing some healthy relationships in my life? How did I get here that I get the opportunity to share from my brokenness to help somebody else? How did I get here that I'm on the other side of the world with people who are saying the same thing, telling people about the good news of Jesus who've never heard it before. How did I get here? I had one of those moments right here where I'm at right now. I'm at the Wells Branch Community Center, and some of you remember this is the first home that we had as Red Rocks Austin. And over two years ago, my wife and I showed up here. We were living in Denver, decided to move to Austin, and my wife had a feeling about this house that was gonna be our home. So we flew down to Austin, and we drove to this neighborhood and we, we beat our realtor here. So we thought, hey, let's just go see that park and community center we've heard is in the neighborhood. As we were walking around this place, I had this moment of, how did I get here? God, you remember me, right? The guy from always asking you this question because I couldn't seem to figure it out. The guy who, whose two best friends were shame and guilt. Like, God, how am I here right now? 
I'm going to move my family to plant a church to tell people about Jesus and what it looks like to pursue him, the abundant life that he has for us with my best friends. How did I get here? I had that moment here, and as I was walking around, I looked in this building, and it looked like a little chapel. And so I shot a picture to Doug and Ryan, and I said, hey, we've talked about having some pre-launch services, and I think this building might work. I think it's going to be my neighborhood, so maybe we could rent it. A few months later, a group of us pulled down some speakers and some signs from my garage, and we said, hey, what if we, what if we started something together? What if we created a place where people could actually experience what God thinks about them? Because most people are walking around all the time asking, how did I get here? How is this my life? How are these things just riddling me? How am I so broken and lost? And, and what if we were a place where they could come and experience what God really thinks about them? We could be a family that would put them back on their feet and keep pushing them towards the life that Jesus has for them. What if we did that? And I remember thinking, how did I get here that I get to be a part of this? And I've thought that ever since. Every time we meet up, every time we have church at home, how did I get here that I get to be a part of this family? You may have asked yourself that question, like, how did I get here in Austin, Texas? I moved across the country to help a church that I don't even work at. Or I've decided to drive across town to go to church when I don't even like church. I don't like Christians. What am I doing here? How did I get here? Or how did I get to a place where I feel peace and joy in my life that I've never had before? That I have relationships that are actually built on the foundation of my faith. How did I get here that I'm doing a Bible reading plan and I'm sharing on Instagram every single day with my friends and family who don't believe in Jesus that this is what my life is about? How did I get here? And I hope as a church family that we ask that question more and more and more in that sense because that's the life that Jesus has for us. And when I look back to answer Austin's question, I don't know that I can fully say, hey, here's how I got here. And the circumstances of my life have been up and down, and it's so much more than the external circumstance of how your life looks. It's about the health of your soul. How did I get here to be a person who's passionate about Jesus and whose close friends are now joy, hope, love? I don't totally know because I can't take credit for the grace of God. But I can tell you one thing that I think I did right along this journey that you're doing right now. It was this. It was deciding, it was making the poignant decision in my life to say, you know what, I'm going to pursue Jesus regardless of what my circumstance or my feelings have to say about it. No matter what happened last night, no matter what might happen tomorrow, I'm going to keep pursuing him because I know that he's more real than what my feelings tell me. I know that he's bigger than what my circumstances are saying today. So I'm going to keep going. And that's what I urge you with. Keep going. Keep pursuing him because it will go beyond reading the Bible. It will go beyond listening to worship music. It will become the center of your life. And when a pandemic hits, whether it's personal or it's global like we're in right now, you'll be a person who says, I know where my pursuit is. I know where my life is, and I know it's abundant regardless of what my circumstance or my feelings say, so I'm going to keep going after Jesus.